advisory to those who are not animal lovers, open to new ideas, or interested in integrative holistic healthcare for your pets, and believe that prescription diet is the best food for your pet. This podcast may offend your sensibilities. Have you ever felt frustrated and helpless after listening and doing everything your vet told you to do but it only made your sick pet worse and not get any better? That's me in 2008 with my first adopted cat, Meow. I did everything the vet told me to do and I realised she wasn't getting any better and only worse. So I decided to look into alternative health options and was drawn to the stories of holistic pet service entrepreneurs and their transformative journey, overcoming obstacles, chasing their passion and creating a movement that has caused a ripple effect of positive change in the lives of their clients and pets around the world. Join me as I share the raw, inspiring journeys of these amazing entrepreneurs, their successes and failures. My name is Amrys Wang, and this is The Raw Entrepreneur. Good morning, everyone. This is Amrys Wang from The Raw Entrepreneur. Today's episode is with Coco Therapy's beautiful and smart co-founders and twin sisters, Carissa Antigua and Kamina O'Connor. We had such an enjoyable chat, which lasted three hours. But don't worry, you won't have to listen to all of it. <laughs> Their story is one that I've been dying to share as they are originally from Asia, the Philippines, and a wonderful example for young girls around the world to aim for the stars because dreams do come true. This is their story. So, you two ladies, you're identical twins from a third-generation coconut-producing family. Um, who's the oldest here? Who came out first? I came out seven minutes first. Seven minutes first. Yeah. <laughs> Much older. Yeah. And and is it true about identical twins? I mean, like, is there a a, a connection between the two of you beyond the physical? I would say so. Definitely. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Ever yeah. since we were little, um, yeah. my mom never had a problem with us because we always we hardly ever cried when we were in the crib. We were always together. together. And in the same crib. Yeah, in the same crib. But we were always, you know, playing with each other from birth up to whatever. Entertaining each other, talking yeah, to each other. And she said we had our own language. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of twins do that before yeah. we really spoke English. English or whatever our language was. Yeah. So we had our own language. There's certain words in today, till today, till today, that we think is a normal word. And then we realize it's just us Something too. that we brought, yeah, that we grew up with. Yeah. My mom would say that we would have conversations in the crib with each other when we were babies. And nobody knew what we were talk <laughs> talking about. So, so yeah. There's I think we've had a connection yeah, yeah. forever. And even if we're separate, we have a lot of weird stories that people don't know. Like, um, there's, we're, we've always lived together our whole lives. There's only one time when we, I moved over to Austin, Texas. This was before Coco Therapy. We were in the technology group. So I moved there because I worked with IBM. So I moved there for two and a half years. Yeah, I think. Two we years. talked together every day on the phone, no matter what. Yeah. And there'd be times when like, I'd go to the day and I'd feel really down. For some reason, I'd feel really uh, depressed, not well mentally. And then I'd talk to her later in the day and she would feel the same way. Yeah. She'll say, I'm feeling down or depressed. Mm -hmm. So there was always that connection. Yeah. Like, even if she wasn't feeling well, if she was physically sick, 
there was something in my head that I would feel down. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I knew then that we were totally connected. Yeah. And yeah. there's this really crazy story once when I couldn't find something. I was looking yeah, for. This happens all the time. Yeah. What was it I was looking for? I think it was a picture yeah, or something. I'm like, yeah. where is it? I searched my entire like a, a frame. A frame. I couldn't yeah. find it. I was mm -hmm. so pissed off. And I called him like, I've been looking for literally for a week for this picture. She goes, well, he's, whatever. It'll show up. I'll show up. Yeah. Literally in a few hours, she called me up. She goes, look behind your desk. It fell behind your desk yes. in the wall. Mm -hmm. So I went there and sure enough, it was behind the desk in the wall. So it was like so weird. It was weird because in my mind, I saw it happen. Wow. So, yeah. And it's weird. I just, it just dawned on me. I called her. I go, I think it fell behind your desk. And I don't know how I saw it. I just saw it. Mm -hmm. So it's happened more than once. I found things in your purse through the phone that you couldn't find. And I said, it's in your bag. Like I couldn't find a ring. Yeah. I, you know how you sometimes take your ring on. She goes, look in your, I saw it in your thing. So we're connected that way in a weird, weird way. Like, That's I don't know. Amazing. I for me and yeah. whatever, even feeling wise. And even when we were kids, you know how one of us would go to the bathroom, right? And then you run out of toilet paper. This happens many times. So <laughs> like there's, no toilet, paper. there's no toilet paper. And for some reason, I'll know. And I'll go in there and I'll give her the toilet paper. So you paper. need toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This used to happen all the time. And she wouldn't be, yeah. yeah. It's bizarre. It's really weird stories like so that. So yes, I think, like yeah, we're definitely connected, very connected in that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So, you know, you know, could you share with everyone, you know, like who is, um, who, who is Coco Therapy? I mean, who is Kamina and Carissa? You know, well, you know what, just like you, when we were younger, we were crazy animal lovers. Like we wanted to be veterinarians. Since we were like two or three years old, we Love had this connection animals. with animals. Yeah, we yeah. would, we used to live in Africa too. Like, you know, we traveled all over the world when we were growing up and everywhere we went, we would take stray animals, you know, dogs, cats, whatever. So we always loved animals. We thought mm -hmm. we were going to be veterinarians. Mm -hmm. So when we, um, as we were growing, we knew that was our goal and mission in life. And um, when we went to college, we were applied to vet school, which we got in. In the U.S. In the U.S. Yeah. And we actually got in, but it just so happened like at that time, our life just didn't, there was a lot of political things going on in the Philippines, you know, during the time, you know, with Marcus, and I don't know if people even know what was a going dictator on. Yeah, a dictator and an assassination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and um, there was so much going on mm -hmm. there, which family was kind of like, you know, the U.S. involved. But then we ended up going back to the Philippines. We weren't able to pursue our veterinary Yeah, my career. dad wanted us in home base. Yeah, the Philippines. Where it was safer. Yeah. safer but there was a lot of uprising in the yeah, philippines exactly. too, so i don't know yeah, was. yeah so we we kind of put the vet thing on hold and we just did a, a bachelor of science in biology and psychology we did a, a double major just to be ready and then we just never pursued we just it. never ended up pursuing it yeah. we got a job and technology and eventually we moved to the u.s both mm -hmm. of us she was here a year before i was mm -hmm. And then we just came here. We were still in, in corporate world technology. Yeah. And then eventually we thought to ourselves, we want to go back to what we our real passion, passion is, which with, is the animals. With animals. Yeah. And in the meantime, I mean, we had the family. Um, we weren't necessarily involved with it. You know, it was like our family with a farm and a coconut. Yeah my, yeah, my grandmother was always into the coconuts. And we 
it was there in the background, but you know, you take it for granted. Yes. Your family did it. We knew it was good for you, whatever. We grew up with it. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. part of our, 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 our um, like food, our diet, medicine. Mm-hmm. My grandma used a first aid kit. You know, yeah. that was her first aid kit in a jar. Yeah, we remembered watching her make coconut oil yeah. in her kitchen. And for us, it was just normal. Normal. Like there was, yeah. she would not go out to the store to buy coconut oil. Yeah. She would make it. And wow. she would in bottles and she would, she had hair down to her back, my grandmother, Longer. and she would put coconut oil in her hair. So every time we had that. a boo-boo or a stomach ache or something, she she'd always, run and get her coconut oil. Yeah. Give it to us with a teaspoon or and, rub it on our and skin. And then we were kids, we had head lice because we were playing. You know, she used to put coconut oil, oil in our, our hair, hair. Chill, they had the lice. Yeah. We used it for our pets. I mean, we just, yeah. if our dog had diarrhea, if our dog had a itch or skin issues, she would give it coconut oil. So or we always, chips, or, yeah, we had. yeah. So we always knew it was good. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward to many years, you kind of lose sight of that, even though we knew it was good for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then when we came, when I came to Chicago, I had a Yorkie named Violet and she was, she had allergies. She was just born with a bad deficiency, deficient immune system. And so we had coconut oil. We'd always bring our own coconut oil because it's just something you do. You know, yeah. you go to the Philippines and visit, you bring your own stash. You know how that is, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. buy it from here. And so I would start giving it to her. And then we had, I'd also bring her to a conventional vet because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's itching. To a Let me go straight to the vet. So of course, what did they do? They gave her prednisone and, you know, just a conventional vet. That is a steroid. Yeah. yeah. Hold on her immune system. So of course it worked right in the beginning but every time we tried to wean her off the thread she'd start itching and scratching again because mm-hmm. her immune system is out of whack yeah so this girl was a little yorkie she's four pounds she was one on pred one years old and i thought my God, doesn't look good for yeah. her yeah then we heard about they didn't Becker. talk about diet they didn't talk no. about nothing they, they said nothing they, the it. vets didn't even say what did she eat they didn't ask me anything it was just here some pregnant she was actually eating a decent food yeah she was like on a raw freeze-dried raw because yeah. i knew about diet then even yeah. but then we heard about karen becker she was practicing still and here in illinois in illinois yeah. we were so lucky it take it took two hours to get to, to her. just to drive to her right yeah. So we started seeing Karen Becker and that's the whole thing just opened up for us. The yeah. holistic feeding. Yeah. Kind of like you, when you read her about her and Mercola. Yeah. She was so way ahead of this whole natural holistic. She knew about the health benefits of coconut oil and lauric acid. We were totally blown away because the only people that validated that coconut oil was healthy and therapeutic was, was my, my grandma. grandmother <laughs> or, you know, or doctors or, you know, yeah. in the Philippines. And, and my or, grandma never said to us, it's the lauric acid and it doesn't have double bonds and it's stable. Yeah. Not once not did she once. say that. She just knew yeah. that it was good for she you. She didn't talk about the science behind it. Yeah. 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 But then we learned and then, so Karen Becker was probably the first person in North America to validate the fact that coconut oil, the medium chain fatty acid was good for you. Yeah. And that's when we're like, wow. Okay. So that my grandmother wasn't way off. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, so we started giving her and then little by little, we went on a good protocol with Violet, weaned her off Pred. She never touched Pred again, Prednisone yep. ever again. But you do remember though, there was one time we actually ran out of our coconut oil yeah. and then we'd bring it back from the Philippines with us. Well, when we ran out, we thought, um, you know, let's, let's go, go to, to the store, store, go to the grocery store, buy some coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Cause 
even though we were in the industry, we weren't really that aware of there were so many different types, so many different you, kinds. You don't know, you take it all for granted. For granted, yeah. yeah. So when we did and we were giving it to Violet, she wasn't responding to it in the same way that she was responding to our oil. So it's this was the grocery wasn't. store brand. brand. This was coconut oil, which you know said it was correct, you know, extra kind of virgin, cold press, whatever. But so something was happening where it helped a little bit, but not to her level. Yeah. Because yeah. this girl had yeast issues. She was she was and I said something is different. Yeah. So then we called my family, uh, one of my uncles who is a he was um part of the um what is that the Philippine Coconut Authority? Oil Authority. He knows everything inside and out about coconuts, how they're made. They the check the regulations of the manufacturing. So yeah. he was a president of the um, Philippine Coconut Oil Authority then. So I asked him, and they know everything, everything about all the science behind it. Yeah. And yeah. he said, well, you know, what are you what giving, are you giving her? her? So we told him, he goes, well, it's, it's probably not the, not the same thing. It's not the same thing. You need to give a coconut oil that's high in lauric acid, blah, blah, blah. But we go, oh, well, what? you know. What? Yeah. So then, then he goes, why don't you use your grandma's oil? Because, you know, he's my uncle. Use your grandma's oil. Yeah. I mean, that's the best yeah. kind because yeah. at the time, too, they were also supplying it to the nutraceutical industries for lauric acid pills or mm -hmm. as um, an ingredient in preemie baby mm -hmm. formula where they right. need um, MCTs for, mm -hmm. for baby formula. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just that type of stuff because that's technically what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So he said, it's your or your grandma's oil and the oil that they make is specifically for that. So you, I don't know what kind of oil you're buying yeah. in the U.S. It might not be that. There's uh, many grades. There's so many, many different, different grades. Kinds, you know, there are coconut oil. It, it, many different grades mm -hmm. of coconut oil. Mm -hmm. So there's RDB oil. There's you know virgin. There's fractionated oil. Obviously, it's hydrogenated oil. There's you know some used mm -hmm. for cosmetics, some for color press. Yeah. You know, so there's different. So many different kinds. But long story short, we got you know. My sister can send us care packages like like you, yeah, like so, you. Yeah. So, but we do it from the reverse. So yeah. we get we got our oil, and sure enough, yeah. we saw the difference. Wow. So yeah, said, we could even smell the difference. It's you know, very different. different. Even coconut water. So aware of it. Yeah. And we even showed our oil to um Dr. Becker, and yeah. she was really so and, impressed. And pretty with soon, it. it was the only oil she, she carried in her. Um, facility. Yeah. So that's how Copa Therapy started. started. It was literally because of little Violet. You know, you start things off of a need and mm -hmm. as a path, as you know, yeah. and then you start researching. Yeah. And it's basically a life need, you know, yeah. you want, you have to find out why it's different. Yeah. So that's how we started. Yeah. I mean, we did coconut oil, but it wasn't Copa Therapy brand. So it was her that said, this is really it's something good different. Oil is different. And we thought, you know what, we might as well bottle it, you know, because we would give it away too to all our friends. And they said, wow, this is different. This yeah. is like nothing that yeah, you Yeah, we'd buy. have friends that had dogs had allergies or whatever. And or we'll say, skin we'll issues. give you some of our oil, you know, try this. Yeah. And then we just saw the need grow. And yeah. this was back in, what, 2000, 2009, I think. Was it nine or five? Whatever. I can't remember. In the mid 2000s. Yeah, nine, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how it started. Literally, when we started Cocoa Therapy, we only had two products. It was our oil, and it was the coconut chips that we have now, which is the pressed, dehydrated chips, which is very different from the desiccated coconut you get in the groceries. Yeah, very different. Yeah, it, 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 um, it's very easy. It's more bioavailable and actually still has coconut oil in it. Mm -hmm. So it helps. And we found out, then I had my second Yorkie who had IBD colitis. So that I had, helped yeah, I had her. a spaniel too with yeah, colitis. colitis. So yeah. that chips help. And then again, you start learning, okay, the MCTs, 
the gut bacteria, the microbiome, they love yeah. MCT oils. And the coconut chips that we made, you know, converts to a short chain fatty acids, which, which and a prebiotic, which feeds the pre probiotics in the gut. It mm-hmm. helps with anal glands. It helps with so many yeah. digestive. But again, when we were growing up, my grandma used to give that to the farm animals, the pigs. Yeah. And, you know, they yeah. were the healthiest, happiest yeah. cows and pigs you ever saw. Yeah, she had, <laughs> you know, had farmers in the Philippines, yeah. if they gave them coconut oil and coconut, they did not have problems yeah. with their farm animals at all. They, None of this oh. antibiotic for their farm None. animals and whatever. They were so natural. No they, need. Yeah, they used to give it, we used to give it out to the farmers, at least. Yeah, my my well the scraps of the, the scraps coconut. of the coconut and the chips and the oil they would give it to them when their animals had skin issues or they had like you know or they just cut as issues. part of the it was feed, part though. of the food part, part of the food yeah part of the feed yeah and yeah it it helps so many things that yeah. we just kind of took for granted so yeah so but, I think that's what opened our eyes to cocoa therapy and for us when we first started cocoa therapy it really we didn't sit down and say how can we make money from this. Let's go conquer the world of coconut oil. No, it was, wow, we want to make sure we give this to the dogs that need it. Mm-hmm. How can we get this kind of yeah. coconut oil to the, we knew it was a lot. We knew it was expensive, hard for us to get even, yeah. right? But we said, let's just, let's start small and just, and that's how it is. Not once did we go out there in a huge campaign and have a huge blowout to like conquer the world of coconut oil. That was never our yeah. intention. Yeah. And I think just people learning our story and, you know, it, it works and they can see it. And when they try it, yeah. I think it's just that one thing led to another. another. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what we've been so blessed. And then we started every product we, we've done, like from the macaroons to the All meat treats. that have coconut and coconut oil in it. Mm-hmm. We literally did for our animals yeah. because, again, Violet was so allergic to everything, no, grains, you name it. And then I thought, okay, what can she yeah. eat for crying out loud? Yeah, yeah. So then we'd start making our own treats. And those were the only treats she could do. Mm-hmm. Um, Camille, I had a Yorkie who had PLE, protein losing enteropathy. So she had to be very careful. She had just a hard time digesting protein. That's what that disease is, right? Um, and she loved meat treats. So mm-hmm. I could not give her a meat treat out there as many as there were good ones without her having some form of diarrhea. Then I found out if I gave her a meat treat, like a dehydrated meat treat, because there's a lot of good ones out there. If I gave her meat treat with her coconut chips together, she didn't have a problem digesting it. it. Really helped. Like she gut. would not have wow. diarrhea. Yeah. So I thought, wow, this is great. So I get meat treat, coconut chips, meat treat. You with know, I put it together oil. with her yeah. oil, right? Yeah. And then like, why am I? Why don't we just make a dehydrated clean meat treat with our coconut chips yeah. in it? That's how our cocoa carnivore treats were born. But plus, when you start getting into the manufacturing and co-manufacturing and sourcing of products, yeah. you really realize the yeah. vast amount of available ingredients that are out there that you just can't trust, that you can't use. It's it's really unbelievable. Of course, yeah. there's a lot of fantastic ones, but mm-hmm. you really, really have mm-hmm. to dig around because mm-hmm. there are so many buzzwords now, you know, grass-fed, pasture-raised organic, this and that, but unless you really go and, and see where it's coming from, there's honestly no guarantees. Yeah. But but more than that too is you get what you pay for. Yeah. Because every time we come up with a new treat or a new product, it literally will take us over a year to come out with it. Yeah. Most people, we have a lot of friends in the pet industry, a lot, where they can literally 
We go to trade shows, right? There's new product showcase in these trade shows. They can come up with products like this. Like, oh, this year we came up with 30 lines. Like, how in the world did you do that? You know, they probably have a big R&D, big staff to do everything, packaging, this, that. But they come out with so fast and we're like, how do you do that? Because it literally took us almost two years to come out with our cocoa carnivore. Yeah. Two years. Well, because we're never like, satisfied why? with a supplier. We're so picky. You know, some of our treat they have to be USDA organic, which is almost virtually hard to find. They'll say, well, you can get blueberries that are organic, but sometimes they're not. And like, well, we need to find a content supply of organic blueberries, you know, for our. So before yeah. you can even yeah. find the right yeah. suppliers or the right partners, yeah. it's going to take you over a yeah. year. And then there's that price issue yeah. when you're looking at it yeah. and you know it's expensive, but you're like, you know what? This is what I want to give my dogs. This yeah. is what I want to give them because I, you know, their lives. Yeah, I mean, you think about an animal's life. They live 15 years, 18 if years, lucky. if you're lucky, right? That's a lot of life compressed into 15, 15 years. years. Yeah. We live up to 70, 80, 90 years. Heck, we can abuse our body a little bit more, more than those than, yeah. little things that have 10 to 15 years compressed. So yeah. you, there's not a lot of mess up you can do. I mean, you can really kill them if you, you know, abuse their bodies. So we wanted to give them the cleanest. The cleanest. So that's always Organic. been our philosophy. Yeah. Never rush product development. We research. It takes us a long time to come up with a new product. But, and we solve problems. You know, yeah. we see if there's a need, there's a need. Our MCT oil is relatively new also. And we had a need with Camille. And we knew there's a lot of MCT oils yeah. in the market, but when you look at them, you smell them, you taste them, you're like, how come that there's no smell, no taste? Where's the lauric acid? Then you do the research and we ask and ask, and mm-hmm. then we're like, you know what? That's we got connections of our you know family, because everybody in our family and, and friends, we know they all know the, we're they're, very, yeah, they're coconut, you know, they're in the coconut. Everybody industry. knows everybody if you know it's, so that yeah. you can know where to source, how to find, find. who to make it for you, yeah. et cetera the technology, yeah. then we came out with our MCT oil. Yeah. And it took a long time. Yeah. And even in all our products too, there is such a temptation to um, let's do half organic, half not. Let's get from the supplier. It's so much cheaper. Yeah. Um, oh. You know, you can still put organic in the label, but as long as 90% of it is organic, you're fine. You can go ahead and do organic or, you know, do these, you can still put yeah. And, you, you know, so a lot of that temptation it will decrease uh, yeah. the price. I don't even find so, that. Yeah, to so be tempting, no, I meant yeah. where people will yeah. say, you know what, you really could decrease the price, price of this if you went with this supplier because it's 90% organic, even though it's not this yeah. and that. So it, yeah. it's one of those that you really have to, to weigh the pros and cons with you want something that's like maybe more expensive, but at least you're guaranteed there's absolutely no pesticides yeah. or fertilizers yeah. or chemicals or, mm-hmm. and does that matter? Does that not? And to us, if we felt like I couldn't give it to my animal, then I'm like, well, I, yeah, you know, cause we're, I, maybe we're like OC about things like that. We're definitely OC, OC about obsessive compulsive yeah. about stuff like that. Yeah. And so that's what, why we started this line to begin with yeah. but before coco therapy i don't know if you know we do have a clothing line the oscar newman, oscar newman. Uh, yeah yeah so we started that in 2003 by the way so years before coco therapy which is how we got in the pet industry in the first place. in the first yeah, place. violet was a model for that yeah, yeah. we had dogs because we love fashion too yeah. <laughs> and the know. fun parts yeah, yeah the fun we part, always have yeah fashion yeah and, yeah so but then that, health with health come you know comes it's a big 
part of looking yeah. good. You know, exactly. you want our animals to look good and yeah. think, but they have to be healthy too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's why we branched off to the, and Violet was definitely a huge starting point for us. Yeah. And, yeah. we, and you know what we always say, we, we know that there's customers out there. COVID therapy is not for everyone because believe me, we have stores that come out to us that say, cut your price in half, get your sourcing better. We want to bring it in. We can sell zillions of bottles for you, bring it into our store, big box. And they're like, you're not the right store for us. You know, or they might, or some people will say, I want it cheaper. And we'll say, you're the wrong customer for us. You're not the right customer for this line, unfortunately. Cheaper. For us, it's always about quality. If we can make it less expensive, we would. But if it's going to mm-hmm. compromise quality, yeah. then we won't. Yeah, not at the cost of quality. Yeah, and exactly. I think people can see that because we see there's one of our most successful stores is out in Wisconsin. They are a feed store. They are not a fancy boutique. So if you look at it, it's just like chick, their, their customer base would be farmers out in Wisconsin. They have pigs and chickens, et cetera. And they sell good quality dog food too, right? They are our biggest cocoa therapy yeah. customer. Wow. For a single store. For a single store. I'm not store. talking a chain. Yeah, like yeah. One store. store. Um, yeah. She will move probably for the 16 ounce. She can go maybe 40, 50 bottles a month. Wow. That's a lot. So, no yeah. store has done that. And she will show us the, her reports, right? One of the reasons why she does that is she educates herself. She knows there's a difference. But more important, when she talks to these farmers who, yes, they do feed some kibble, they do the very best they can for their animals. They may not be able to afford the high kind of like premium. the story you were yeah. telling us. Yeah, but she tells them, mix, go for a better, you know, whatever. But she says, if you can, if they've got gut issues or whatever, so she explains to them the coconut oil and the coconut chips, why it's good for them, why it helps feed their gut microbiota, why it helps feed their gut mucosa lining, and they see it. And you know what? They start buying it for their pigs. If their pigs sit and, and themselves, it's kind, of, it's kind of full circle. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's kind of like in the Philippines. Yeah. So yeah, she helped, yeah. she'll take a picture. Somebody came in with a baby pig and they brought yeah. it into the store and she literally wanted to take a picture of the pig with the oil because that's yeah. such a different amazing place. it is yeah. and Just you know like, they're farmers yeah. they're very cost efficient they want they can't go out and blow money on and like you said a lot of you know they actually save money from going to the veterinarians all the time mm-hmm. and getting you know the same same mm-hmm. story so mm-hmm. i feel like if people can actually see that it's helping their animals health wise mm-hmm. then it just kind of grows from there yeah so. I, yeah i think it's stories like that that tell us we're doing the right thing you know, yeah. because could we go for a, uh, less quality oil? Yes. But will it work? Maybe not as good. You know what Maybe. I mean? Maybe not. Yeah. And we won't, and we won't sleep at night. We know that we compromise quality. Yeah. So, but when you think about stores like that, where her customer base includes farmers and all walks of life, I mean, she has a shed. It's a feed store and yeah. she does so well. Yeah. I'm like, wow. So, you know, as long as people understand why it, or what the differences are, I mm-hmm. think. I think that's why we do yeah. uh, pretty well for that. It's it's all word of mouth. I think. <laughs> I think I think your your grandma will be so proud of you. You know, I it's 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 true. It's almost like you guys have come full circle and you've planted the seeds of of that. You know, um, um, in the U.S. with the farmers itself, because when you think about it, you guys started from the farm back home. You know, it was it was all very rural. It was all very you know. Um, you know, it, very hand intensive and everything. Everything was hand done. Yeah. 
you yeah. know, with your grandma and everything. It was, yeah. And she was very particular about quality. And I can see that the good genes went down to you guys because you inherited her good genes, you know. Um, her, her, her eye for quality, you know, her insistence on, on, on standards. Because like I said, even for me, when I opened up your oil and I tasted it and I put it on my skin and everything, you know, I can, there's a difference, mm -hmm. you know, compared to another bottle that I, I, I bought, which is um, made in, in, in the Philippines. It's supposedly cold pressed organic, but the taste is different. The smell, there's, there's a difference to it, you know, uh, which I, I, I don't understand why. You know, but because as you say, there's so much intricacies in, in the manufacturing process, you know, and, and how things get done, you know, and when I see my animals take your oil, you know, I can see that they actually prefer it mm -hmm. yeah, taste wise. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. even with the picky eaters, I can put a few drops, you know, in, into my cat's food and no issue, yeah. no issue there. Whereas like previously, the minute they smell it, they walk away, you know, because cats are very fussy. Dogs, yeah. dogs, you can actually get away with more things, yeah. you know, but with cats, oh my God, they're, they're really, you're, you're, they're masters in your stage because you really have to think like a cat, you know, like how, how to make it work with them because they're yeah. so particular about accepting things. Mm -hmm. um, but I realized even with, I bought your, um, your, your coconut, your version of desiccated coconut for the hairballs? Chips, yes. Oh, the hairballs. You call them chips? Yeah. In Singapore, I remember uh, Dr. Judy Morgan was talking about, and because you guys talked about um, your coconut chips as well for diarrhea and hairballs and stuff, and because I couldn't get it locally here, but, you know, I started thinking, well, we get coconut. I mean, coconut is, you know, a staple in, in this part of the world. So Ooh. I tried... But when I bought yours, because I got it from my, my care package and I open it up, it's so different. Yeah, it's completely different. The, 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 the texture, the smell, yes, of the taste, because I tasted it and I loved it. And I started going, like, oh no, I can't eat all of it because I have to give it to my cats, you know. But I actually really enjoyed it. And, you know, there is a difference in the, your, your manufacturing quality. Yeah. you know that that you do that is so different even with our local you know coconut making companies here because if you come back to our part of the world you know coconut is everything in our food from the oil to the milk to the curries you know um to our our desserts you know the desiccated coconut you know the glutinous sticky stuff um so coconut is part of our life but tasting your coconut products and comparing it with what i usually get you know off the shelf yeah so different yeah. it blows yeah. my mind and, and you know what amory we take that as a full-out compliment because you're from asia so that makes you a coconut expert pretty much <laughs> pretty much a coconut yeah. expert because yeah. yes here in the u.s some people are not that attuned to coconut oil or like or Chips or, or chips, they don't know, or they're desiccated, they're not attuned. But the fact that you are used to it and you can tell the difference, that's a huge thing for yeah, us. So we're yeah. so happy to hear that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I realized um, because of my sensitive stomach, I can't take the processed coconut milk. You know, you know they come in those little uh, tetra packs, yes, the yes, coconut yes. milk that is commercially sold everywhere, you know. And and I remember years ago, uh, someone made coconut cu like curry and they used that. And 
my stomach did not agree. I spent a long time in the loo after that. And, you know, it took me a while to figure out it was the coconut milk that they used the quality. And I told them, I'm sorry, I can't take it if it comes from the pack because there's a lot of preservatives inside. I realized that, you know, so for many years in Singapore, I couldn't eat um, the local stuff off the street. I'd be very careful because, you know, you know, like some people for, you know, because of the budget, they'll use that kind of coconut milk instead of the hand pressed. Yeah. So yeah. it was uh, many, it's only like, uh, I think maybe five, six years ago that I met a neighbor of mine. She's in her 70s, almost 80s now. She's okay. like a pioneer generation, right? Um, and she's Nonia. I don't know if you know Nonia Peranakan culture. So it's a mix of um, Chinese and Malay culture. They're, there's a blend. And okay. the food is literally a blend of spices and whatever. And, you know, so she made me uh, Peranakan, you know, curry. Okay, like yeah. her version of curry. But she made it with hand-pressed coconut milk. The uh, old style. So buy the coconut, a fresh, yeah. you know, the coconut, yeah. grate it. Yes. My grandma. Squeeze it. Yeah. yeah. Old, she's old style, okay? She's old yeah. from the old country. She's very particular. You don't cross her path when it comes to food, okay? Yeah. When you talk about chili, she's she's the chili. You know, they will tell you what kind of chili, how to do it. You know, everything's handmade, all right? Nothing yeah. is commercial in her kitchen, all right? Yeah. So she's very old-fashioned. And she made me this coconut curry and... I was a bit scared because at that point in time, I didn't know. And I, out of respect, because she was my elder, I, I accepted it and I tasted it and I was praying very hard that I wouldn't have a reaction. And I was fine. Oh, it wasn't coconut curry. It was, it was, it was a dessert with coconut milk. You know, like it's called like bobo cha cha. I don't, I don't know if you ever had it, uh, but it's basically um, like uh, some sort of root vegetables and they make it with tapioca. It's like yeah, yeah. chewy, you know, and it's sweet yes. and, yes. and it's, it's coconut based, the, yeah. the, the liquid. Very, yeah. very nice, very rich, makes you very fat, you know, if you eat too much of it. But, <laughs> but, I didn't have a reaction. My stomach loved it. Mm. I drank the entire bowl. Normally, yeah. I wouldn't dare. Yes. Yeah. And I realized it's got to do with the quality. Yeah. And the processing. The and processing. Yeah. No preservatives. Exactly. No yeah. chemicals. You know, that's yeah. so true. It's almost the same thing as goat's milk, for example. Animals, I mean, or, or, or milk. I mean, if it's, if it's pasteurized or if it's, something or yeah straight then, yeah. then animals can't digest it and they'll get diarrhea but if it's raw raw milk for example they can digest it better than pasteurized same thing with coconut products i mean the way it's processed the level of processing it changes it com it completely alters yeah. the chemical structure of the coconut mm -hmm. or the milk or the meat or the product mm -hmm. so the way yeah. your body will will digest it or use mm -hmm. it is completely different than if it is processed with heat or chemicals versus a non-processed mm -hmm. form. Mm -hmm. So it's the exactly same. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. if, if you think about coconut oil or coconut fats, it's mostly medium chain fats. It's saturated medium chain fats. So if you look at just the metabolic pathway of coconut oil, meaning the medium chain fats, it's so different from a long chain fat, you know, from the, um, what? All of oils, the way it's absorbed, the way for meat fat, for example, saturated, fat, fat. saturated fats from meat and pork and chicken. Sometimes you have a hard time digesting those if you're not used to those fats because yes, they're metabolic pro 
process is a little bit more complicated. MCTs, the reason why they are so good for, for animals and people with pancreatitis and with gut issues and with a lot of lipid disorders, the reason why it's so good for them is because their metabolic pathways are different. They don't need all that bile acid and the lipase to break it down. It yeah. literally goes to the liver and it's processed in the liver. So it's one of those fats that the gut really loves. So if you were having problems with the coconut milk from the others, it's definitely because of something else that they used, you know, the guar gums and those things to you. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's why like for me with my rescue work and when I try to explain for whenever we have a, a sick rescue animal, you know, uh, or even if a, a doctor or, you know, a, a pet parent comes to me and tells me, oh, my, my dog or my cat has these issues. Are, the first thing I was asked them, what are you feeding? Yeah. Besides, yes. you know, the diagnosis of the vet, but yeah. what are you feeding, you know, and, and how are you feeding it, the quality, you know, where are you sourcing the food, you know, and, and a lot of times, sometimes I would also suggest to them, you know, the coconut oil, MCT oil, because that's what I learned from you guys, to be honest, you know, uh, with seizures and stuff like that, you know, um, and it blows people away because it's ironic when you think that this part of the world should know better, yeah. you know, yeah. when it comes to, to the science and related to animal health, you know, um, it, it, we lose that in the translation because we, I think this part of the world, we're just used to eating it as a staple. But when you think about the science of it, you know, and, and MCT oils and, and using it for animals, it's like there's a disconnect. Yeah. for some reason yeah. you know i think i think it's just the mentality you know of 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 this power there is a growing awareness here but not i think not as 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 much as in the u.s you know where you're you know with the people that you mix with it's it's a different community over there it's very proactive whereas over here i would say most pet parents are reactive still yeah. You know, they're not, they're not 2.0 uh, just yet. So when we try to educate them and we tell them, um, oh, I had a case once where we had um, a lady, she passed away from cancer, uh, a senior lady. Uh, she lived in my neighborhood and uh, well, sad story. She, she didn't provide for her dog. Her dog was already a senior dog. Uh, she thought that the, the, her, her relatives were going to inherit because she was a rich lady. She was a millionaire would take care of the dog but they wanted to get rid of it so um they wanted to send it to the spca the, the shelter uh you know and uh, my friend who was their neighbor uh heard about it and you know so she rallied all of us like can we try and find a home for this dog oh and uh, i almost adopted the dog you know, because out of sheer desperation, if no one was going to take the dog, I would, I would take the dog, you know. Um, but uh, we actually, I think God heard our prayers or something, but uh, we found someone who would sponsor the dog because the dog was very close to the Indonesian domestic helper. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was the, care, the primary caregiver of this lady yeah. for more than 10 years. Oh. And the dog was adopted by by the lady when um, the helper started working for her. So, you know, they they bonded from young, the yeah. dog and, and the helper and, and the old lady. And and the and they and the Indonesian helper decided that, you know, after 10 more than yeah, more than 10 years, 12 years of working, mm -hmm. she never really went back home by the way. 
you know, she would actually give up her holidays and, and, and stay and take care of the lady and travel with her. You know, the, the, the employer was very nice. She would actually bring her overseas and, and, and travel as a, as a companion. You know, didn't treat her like a mate. You know, in, in Asia, we call them mates, right? Literally. Um, but uh, obviously, she couldn't afford to bring the dog back with her to, to Indonesia. So, um, you know, the power of prayer and everything. Um, this person, uh, a friend's friend, heard about the story of this dog and the, and the helper. And she, being a rich lady herself, sponsored the entire pet transportation. Wow. Air ticket, paperwork, customs, you name it. Um, she paid she paid for it you know um, I was I was so touched I, I literally cried when I heard the news you know and we found a pet transporter who was a very nice guy he heard the story as well so he tried to charge as little as possible and he even like tried to give you know f- free complimentary services you know the little bits and pieces you know because she did not live just in Jakarta. She had to fly to Jakarta in Indonesia and then take a domestic flight to one of the um, islands. Good grief, yeah. Because, you know, Indonesia is like the Philippines, a lot of islands. Yeah. thousands of islands so i mean like when you say you're from indonesia the philippines you got to figure out which island you're actually from because it's a big difference okay from say jakarta or, or manila you know like people come from you know different parts so we actually managed to send you know like get the whole logistics part to send them back and you know we paid for the for the uh vaccination the rabies and all that for 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 the dog and when during that interim i would actually taught the helper how to feed raw yeah. instead of dry food because that was what the dog was on it was a very fat it was a very sweet dog but it was very overweight and i said you know you can't feed all this prescription diet because you know when you go back to your your part of the world your your village you're not going to have it. and she said we don't really have a vet vet you know it's not like in Singapore, you know, it's hers is truly a village. So I and her families are farmers. Oh. All right. So I said, do everything old school, just do off cuts. If you're not used to it, you can cook, you know, but you can feed raw. So we taught her how to feed raw, you know, like the chicken bones and you know, like fish and the guts, and you know, like we, we taught her that. But we also taught her how to use coconut oil. Because yeah. obviously you can get coconut oil over there. Yeah, you know, island, island state. I said, use coconut oil instead of because they were using like Frontline Plus. You know, because they were. Oh. It's yeah. typical conventional vet approach with this dog. Okay, oh, so yeah. we taught her don't have to spend any money like that. Just use coconut oil, yeah. massage it on the dog. Yeah, and 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 you you know Bob's your uncle, really. You know, you yeah. don't have to worry. And because they live by the sea, and like, like, well, go and go and the dog for you know walks in the sea salt it's very healthy because yeah. it's a it's a famous part of indonesia where they're famous for 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 deep diving it's like oh. a tourist spot yeah so you know um so we actually taught them how to use the coconut oil Aww. you know the yeah. coconut oil from the village even better because you know it's 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 local they, and she was telling me from her village they don't use any processed food yeah Fantastic. Yeah. And because yeah. it's, it's a volcanic island, yes. so the soil is rich. Yeah, even better. And she said, she said, like, no one in her village has cancer. Wow, yeah. Whereas, whereas in Singapore, she works for an employer. Her employer had, you know, cancer and stuff. So, you know, she in her brain knows yeah. that somehow whatever she was taught back home yeah. 
we yeah. call it, you know, some people may say it's uh, old folks medicine or whatever, you know, but it's, there's a lot of truth in it, you know, mm-hmm. because if you look at our, our, you know, great grandparents or grandparents from the old country or, or whatever you want to call it, they are a lot healthier. Yes. They, they might have, you know, geriatric problems, but they never had what we, what I would call modern disease. Yes. Like what we are facing now, you know, with our urban society, right. you know, and we mirror the humans and, and, the, and our pets and the dogs, especially with cancer. You know, what we have, they have. And it's a lot to do with what we're eating, what we're putting into our mouths. You know, how things are processed, the food, the quality. You know, um, you know so it's like what you guys do blows my mind because the standard that you have is so high. But my question is, was there ever a moment... because? I mean, like, I'm trying to think from, a, you know, I can only imagine in my head the cost of running a business like yours is not cheap. Yeah. yeah. From the sourcing, manufacturing, the, the packaging, the warehousing, you know, um, and probably, you know, all the testing, the quality checks that you do, you know, it's not cheap. So have you ever thought about giving up? Was there ever a moment where it was a financial challenge? Um, you know, probably not. <laughs> I mean, we, we've had a lot of roller coaster rides where things get tough and you get, cha- you get there's a lot yeah. of obstacles in your way. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of challenges to running a business. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever felt like giving up. I think part of the reason is at least we have together, Grace and it I. It really helps. Yeah. It really helps because you have a support system. I feel like every business owner should have somebody. It's very difficult to be on your own almost, whether it's a friend or um, a family member, somebody that you can bounce things off of, you can support each other. We well, always say two heads are better than one, and yeah. that is so true. Because it, sometimes you can't think clearly. I have one point of view, and even though we're very similar, we balance each other out with a different point of view. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so anytime we feel like questioning what we're doing or whether it's pricing or, you know, mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. any decision that we have to make, we, we bounce it off each other, mm-hmm. we discuss it. And that has really helped yeah. us over the years. And, and I think too, it's roller coaster, right? So sometimes when I'm so tired and I'll tell her literally, I quit. I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. She'll she'll say, no, we can do this. Well, she's she'll just um keep keep up. You know what I mean? She'll just keep on encouraging me. And the same goes both ways. When she's burning out, you know what I mean? When she starts to burn out, I'll I'll be there to say, you can do it. You know, we'll always try and see the positive light. But I'll tell you, people entrepreneurs might ask us, well, you know, what's your biggest advice? when you first start the business, because when we started, we were both corporate, very corporate world, technology. We did not have business 101 in our back pocket. You know, nobody told us about business ownership or building it. So my only advice to them is you don't have to know everything in the beginning. Don't worry about going out there and learning everything out of, in fact, what you don't know is good for you. Because you have that healthy innocence, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you know too much, you start overanalyzing everything. You know, once and it's scary, it's, you. it becomes scary, so scary if you know too much. I, we always say just know enough, do enough research to move forward to the next level. 
don't overthink it and go with your gut instinct. And, you know, for us, we, another thing too, we always try and take the higher road. You always try and just um, in terms of I think ethics, business, yeah, business, business ethics. ethics, even though people will come to us and say, you can do it cheaper this way or do it this way, you won't get caught. We're, we've always been taught, I think, and it's our background from how we grew up because we grew up and we went to missionary schools in Africa. So there's that ethic there that always tells you, you can't, you know, it's just in the back of your head. So as long as you have strong business ethics and you follow a certain moral code and you never give that up, I think you will be fine. You'll make the right choice. You will make the right choice. And it's not yeah. even, even only with manufacturing. It's even with working with a distributor, for example. Having, because for example, what happened um, many years ago, there's oh, yeah. a, a, a distributor yeah. that wanted to carry our products. They were very big and we were dying for them to carry our products. Wanted the to. fact that they were interested in our products, we, it was like a dream come true. We had been wanting to work with this distributor for years, right? Mm -hmm. But when we got bigger is when they started noticing us. The only problem was they wanted to be exclusive in certain territories. And we happened to work with a small distributor who was literally our very, very first, first distributor. Who, the only one that would talk to us and us. believed in us. He was we're from Chicago and he wanted us to drop them. That was the only stipulation. If we wanted to work with them, we, ha we had to drop the small ones. The small um, ones that, and believe me, it was the most painful decision because as much as we were dying and we had been working for years to work with this larger distributor because we thought, you know, this is going to be fantastic. We're going to grow like this, you know, catapult us. We, as soon as he said, you, we want you to drop the distributors that overlap with our territory and then we will, you know, take you on the road. We talked we about it maybe it. just a day or two. We're like, no, forget it. Screw it. It was the most, it was painful. Yeah. We said, N-O. No, oh, yeah. I couldn't. The thought of telling our distributors that had worked with us from the very beginning that we're going to sign on with a different one. Yeah. We just couldn't do it. We and, just couldn't do and it. And a lot of, we talk to business owners and they'll say, well, think about it. Think of your growth. They will understand, drop them. So they will give, you know, other business, business owners advice. will say, you know, you're there to take care of yourself, watch yourself, go with a bigger one, drop the others. They'll understand. We couldn't do it. So long story short, we said no the big one guess what and the month they came back they said fine we will yes. still we still want to work with you and oh, then we said and one condition do not touch the territories of the smaller ones they agreed to it yeah. wow so when they, they came back so you, you know time and time there's many stories like that where you really are forced and you're tested but tested yeah but yeah but you just we just never it was not right it did not feel right and yeah. that's a story that we i love because they came back to this day, we work with this first distributor, love them to death. They are not our, they are not our biggest, but it's all about relationships. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, we're in this business to build a healthy relationship and I want to work with people I love. You know, I want to work yeah. with people that we get along with. I will give them my business. They may not be the cheapest, even if it comes to packaging or whatever, they may not be the cheapest, but because there's something about them I like, integrity or I love them, I will work with them. I would rather give them my business than the cheaper, you know, the people that will, you know, abandon corners. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah.
And, and this goes with so many decisions, whether it's from a customer side or a supplier side, you know, you have to make decisions of who to work with every day. Um, there's so much temptation with growing bigger, faster, quicker, and leaving the little mom and pops behind. We were actually, our business grew because of our mom and pop stores, the small individual. Without them, we wouldn't be here, here today. Yeah. We would yeah. not be here. Yeah. So we've been so conscious of that. We have customers that we've known since 2003 that till today we're very close with, good friends with, yeah. that we have seen their kids grow, grow up. up. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I remember when there's a store here in Illinois when she first started her store, um, her very first store in Illinois. She was very brand small. new. Yeah, she just got married. We even have kids. Now she's got five store. <laughs> store. Her wow. kids about God, she was her, well, not yet. She's in high school. And she's like, when he's in high school, I'm just going to come work for you guys. And you guys give him a summer job. Can and you like, imagine? Yes. Can you imagine? Sure. It's yeah. just full circle again. And it's just becoming like a family of people that you know. So, yeah, I think we yeah. can't forget that. It, 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 yes, it's business. Yes, we want to grow. Um, but at the same time, it's also always about relationships. Yeah, it's still a very human thing. You know, There's we're not the fastest growing company in you know the United States pet company because we've company. seen some they have started the same time with us and they're huge but yeah. we just behind it yeah but we know how they got there and sometimes when I call those companies I can't even talk to our friends anymore because they're gone you know what I mean they sold this and that it's, it's gotten so big so I'm like I you know it's everybody nothing wrong nothing with wrong with that okay everybody has a different but I think for us, you know, I always tell Carmina, this is our mission field, like you said. There's, you're in it for a certain reason. This is for us, our mission field, to help the animals um, and make the good products, not necessarily to be a, you know, whatever, Fortune 500 company. It would be good if we could, but there's too many things you have to sacrifice to get there. And if we can get there the right way yes good but if not it's not you know that's not our big Primary mission concern. Yeah. yeah yeah so for anybody starting i always say don't worry about what you don't know do the research do your due diligence move forward trust your instinct and never compromise your, your values. values that's never. what you say yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nothing yeah well, I have to say, I think your grandma and your parents would be so proud of you to hear you say that, you know, because they, they will say like, yep, we brought them up right, <laughs> you know, because what, what you talk about with family ethics, you know, your moral code, um, don't compromise on quality, that it's a very, it's actually, it's not business science, it's not something new, it's actually very old school in yeah, tradition, yeah. you know, in, in the way, you know, how good products were made you know with ethics in the in the family you know the quality is there uh building relationships which is something like you know in asia we value a lot building relationships is very important you know um and you bringing it over there and and starting this business you know it's it's just awesome you know i i, I really think it's amazing and you know and what strikes me is that the two of you are women you know <laughs> You're Asian, you're, you're women, you're female, you know, uh, you're, you're not the stereotypical, uh, you know, when people think about success, it's like, oh, you're white, Caucasian, you know, a man normally, you know, but 
not only are you beautiful, your brains are beautiful. I mean, like you're so educated. I, you know, like your degrees are. I don't know how many letters you have behind you. You know, in, in terms of, and you're still studying. I, I, I know that. I saw that in your, in your Facebook feed. You guys have gone back to school again, <laughs> which is amazing. You know, um, but you know, I, I just think you know, um, it's, it's just really admirable that you, you know, to me, you're a role model for a lot of, mm. of young people today, especially. And I would say in Asia, because you're Asian, you know, and, and that you're, you're, you're female, you know, you're, you know, it's so, it's not easy being female when you start business, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, you guys started out in the corporate world and in, 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 in computer technology. I mean, like, that's actually really cutthroat. That's hard. Yeah. Male dominated, yeah. very. I was in my group in IBM. I was the only female. There you go. Only. So you work harder to prove yourself, and you have to grow some balls. Pardon my English. You know, I mean, you have to be assertive. And I think once they see that you actually know more than them or whatever, they their respect changes. But there's some, you know, it, it's something you have to definitely keep proving as a woman. When we first started in the pet industry, was it is it not a male dominated? Yes. It's yes. still very, very male dominated. dominated. Even yes. in the shows, the buyers, the people who run the distributors, very few women. Now it's changing a little bit, of course. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, when we started in um, 2003, very male dominated. Even till now. Even so now. I think they've gotten to know us. We're not tall. We're like five feet. We're small, we're Asian, but don't mess with us. We may look all sweet and everything, but you can't pull one over our eyes. So you know what I mean? So you just have to be like, you can't. So yeah, yeah it came to the point where like, whoa, don't look at those, those twins, man. She just got mad at me. Not that, not that we get mad, but when we'll tell them, we'll tell them straight. You know, yeah. there's no mincing words, basically. Yeah, yeah I, I love the fact that you guys are educated and so intelligent that, you know, <laughs> you, you look... If people didn't know you, they, they would think that you're, you know, like pretty blondes. <laughs> not, not trying to be rude on anything, you know, but, but you know what I mean? Like, like oh, you're just a pretty face. You're just yeah. a pretty face. And, you know, starting with, you know, oh, you know, you guys are doing such she-she work, you know, with uh, dog fashion and, you know, all that, you know. They, they, they would think that, oh, they're so, you know, if no one knew you, they would think that you're very superficial because you look so glam. I mean, like, seriously glam, okay? You guys are beautiful ladies, all, really, you know? But once we, you know, they talk to you, we listen to what you say, and then when the articles that you put out, you know, I, I read some of your articles, you know, with Coconut Oil and, and other interviews with, like, Dr. Judy Morgan, you know? It blows my mind, you know? And I think people, you know, they sit up and say, oh, my gosh, they're, they're beautiful women with brains, and they know how to use it, you know? <laughs> and they're sharp-witted people, you know? It's like, it's amazing. And, and to me, you know, it's, it's, to me, you know, coming from, from Asia and especially where, you know, there's still, sometimes you come across a very male-dominated mentality, very chauvinistic, you know, to have you as a role model, you know, especially for young ladies in, in this part of the world, you know, they'll be like, oh, wow, if they can do it, I can do it. You know, and you you guys are just role models. That's all. That's all I can say. Is is you know, it's just amazing. And I love the fact that you have such high quality standards. Oh, thank you. Thank you yeah, so yeah. It hasn't been an easy road, but I we wouldn't change it for anything. I don't. I don't want to turn look back. You know, 
five years, 10 years, 20 years and regret anything. I want to say that if there, if, you know, people ask me if you could change one thing, what would you change? I, I don't I can't think of any, I really, really. don't want to change anything yeah. because we learn from our mistakes and learn mm -hmm. from, you know, from all our experiences. Mm -hmm. So, and you have to just be very careful of the path that you choose. So that's, you know, another thing is when, as we move forward, yes, hindsight's 2020, but as we move forward, we have to, you know, having learned from our mistakes, knowing where we want to go and, and what we will compromise, what we won't compromise, I think is really where you have to focus. I mean, we don't have a, you know, a MBA in business. No, you, know, you don't have to, as mm -hmm. long as you have common sense, I mm -hmm. think, and just mm -hmm. the willpower and maybe a little bit of that gut feel or, you know, mm -hmm. what's right and wrong. And mm -hmm. I, I think you'll survive and surround yourself with supportive people. Because believe me, in this industry, there's a lot of people that will take you down. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that will climb all over you or use you or want to, you know, compete with you and will carry you down. So you have to surround yourself with the right support system. We have friends that make treats and with and their and treats compete with us yeah. and we love them because yeah. they help us. They we ask them questions or like any questions you have, let us know. Mm -hmm. They help us, we help them, you know, in any way we can. Even when with Oscar Newman, when we first started with clothing, we were such good friends with Susan Lancey. I don't know if you know her. She was huge into clothing. You know, a, a lot of people that made these really nice clothing. Friends till today. Friends till today, yeah. even if they're not yeah. in business anymore. Yeah. And I remember once there was one customer that came in our booth and there was another woman who was making clothing. We were competitors. And she looked at her and she goes, you guys know each other? I mean, you're competitors. Yeah, Why are she you was talking to each other. Very, very good friends. Yeah. So I honestly think that if you have this, yes, you're competing. Yes, you're in the same industry competing. But you also have to support each other. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. needs to be able to have yeah. somebody they can rely on. Yeah. And you don't have to stab people in the back to get ahead. Yeah. You know, this whole crab mentality is just, it's not right. I mean, really, everybody, there's, there's yeah. room in the industry for everyone, I think. Yeah. There grow. definitely is room and everybody has different strengths. Yes. So even though our friends made clothes, we made clothes, they're still different clothes. You know yeah. what I mean? Our friends make treats. Their treats are very different from our treats. And there's a big enough market in this world for it. So when people get all bristly because, oh, you're my competitor, get away from me. Yeah. You know, maybe it's an insecurity thing. I don't know. Yeah. But for us, it's it's not that way. It's like, how, what can we learn from each other? And it's how just, can you support yeah, it each can other? Be a, it's a really good industry. It can yeah. be a good industry, but it, it can be, be a crazy, crazy yeah. industry. You're talking about good sportsmanship, you know, the very traditional form where, you know, everybody, you know, like you compete, but there is an ethics and a code to competing as well and a collaboration. Yeah. I think um, one thing that, you know, in your story, which you keep goes back to quality ethics, mm -hmm you know, growth, being cooperative, collaborating, it helps you to grow instead of being um, all me, me, me. And then you start putting up barriers and, and trying to be ultra protective, you know, the protectionism, you know, mentality, you know, to, to you actually lose out more because when you mix with different people and more people, you learn the good and the bad, like, because then you learn the mistakes. And they can help you when, when you are in a bind as well. You know, they can give you tips that you might not have thought about, you know. So, yeah. you, like I said, you the, the two of you are a truly rare, you know, rare gems. 
you know, uh, honestly, because, you know, you're, I think you're the first uh, family business that I've interviewed that are sisters. The, I mean, like so far, who have I interviewed? Usually uh, solo entrepreneurs, husband and wife team. Uh, yeah. Yes, I know you're, you're both married, you know, um, but, you know, your, your business is primarily a, a sister collaboration, you know, um, which I just think is, it's just amazing because not only were you, you know, like in your mama's womb together, <laughs> you came out, you, 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 you guys are, you know, so interconnected, you know, I mean, like, how do your husbands cope with the, with the both of you? Are they amused? <laughs> they, you know what they said? They, they always say they're married to two people because we're always together they yeah. they've given up they know that the us two come first and then they're second and they're used to it i guess i mean yeah i think if you talk to people who are married to twins they know it can't you know that's just the way it is the other twin is always around somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well you, you guys are beautiful <laughs> well i Oh wow, we've almost spoken for like two hours, and I'm so, I have to apologize for taking up so much of your time, but you know, well, I mean, have editing to do. <laughs> you you guys are you know you guys are just like I said one of my one of my superheroes that you know uh, uh, I really wanted to interview and I got so nervous you know because I always get nervous when I talk to awesome people like you guys you know and it makes it even more special like I said the fact that you guys. Um, are from the Philippines, your family's from the Philippines, you know, uh, it's coconut plantation. I mean, how, how raw can you get in that kind of <laughs> you know, background and story? And you guys making it, you know, um, in the US and your brand, like you said, it's not for everyone. It's a very specific niche, but the quality is there. So those who appreciate you know the, the the quality, and they can see the benefits of your of your oils and in your products. You know they will be you know uh, your loyal loyal customers. You know, and I don't know. I I I I wish if there's anyone in Singapore listening to this podcast, uh, if you would like to be a distributor with Cocoa Therapy, you know, do do write to them because you know I as a customer, you know, it'll be nice to actually go into you know um, buy it online in Singapore. It'll be much cheaper for me. Thank you very much, anyone who's listening out there in the future. <laughs> yeah. you guys, you know, like thank you so much. Um, you. You you're beautiful and and smart and intelligent. I mean, like that's 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 like amazing, you know. And I I love your ethics. I love the fact that you know you have a moral compass. So, you know, it's like uh, I wish you all the best with cocoa therapy and 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 your future endeavors in in the U.S. You know, um, I don't want to see you get sold and 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 you know um, taken apart like those big companies because you know i think what what everyone loves and i've spoken to a lot of people and i've interviewed and they love cocoa therapy they oh, love you you know you guys you guys you know when it comes to to coconut oil everybody i mean like from what i remember like nate and you know they all mentioned cocoa therapy because i interviewed yeah. nate as well uh, uh recently and you know he he, he loves you guys so much not a good that's a big reward of being in this very like-minded in industry with like-minded people 
everybody that you think are animal lovers. Yeah, the respect is there. And I think that's a big bonus. You know, it really is a big plus. It's a very unique industry. So yeah, and even I, you, Amory, we knew about it even before exactly, you reached out. So we did. Yeah, we're to you. Yes. yes. <laughs> ask you a question though. What, what's the story behind your that picture that you have? Oh, your, your cutest your picture cutest with your hair and your hair. Up. Oh, okay. Um, well, basically, um, as you know, I call my podcast the Raw Entrepreneur, and. Um, I was tasked to do a, a cover for the podcast, right? A podcast cover. And like, you know, I, like I'm, 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 I'm an introvert and I'm ultra shy and I'm on a, on a shoestring budget. Okay. So basically um, I didn't, I'm, I didn't want to spend the money on a professional photography thing. Cause I mean, I'm doing this out of, you know, I'm literally doing this out of my own passion and love and, and whatever. And I, and I was so shy taking my own picture. So I did it with my iPhone. Oh. And I did it and I said, okay, I am, I'm, cause I like to, uh, I don't, I don't use a lot of cosmetics. I'm, I'm not into that, but I like clay, you know, as a mask. So I use clay and I basically decided to, moist like you know do my hair you know like how i put coconut oil on my hair and stuff it's it's a very healthy thing and i said yeah. okay i'm gonna show the inner me that i never show other people so oh. that cover was the inner me you know yeah. and i basically did it on uh, on a budget where i just put on uh, one of my so-called collared shirts and then yeah. i did everything up and then i took my phone and i just yeah. took pictures of myself oh. Uh, love, well, it stands out. You, you yeah. stand out the most, the best picture because you can't, you know, you stop and you look at it. You know what I mean? You're not just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, yeah so I was taught that I need to do a pattern interrupt when you're scrolling, you know, when you're looking at the iPod cover thing. So if, if you're scrolling and I scroll, we all scroll. Uh, if you want to try and, and you're a newbie like me, you need to have a pattern interrupt. Yeah. And because I'm not spending any money on advertising at all, you know, I'm not yeah. even taking advertising money. I've actually, some people have actually approached me, like they want to sponsor my podcast show, you know, and, and offer me money. But I said, no, thank you. Um, not at this yeah. point in time anyway, because I want to keep it clean. Um, yeah. I just want to interview people. And, you know, um, I don't want to feel uh, that I lose creative control, you know, because yeah. I don't, I'm, besides the fact that I'm terrible with technology and I can't really edit like a professional podcaster, um, you know, so everything is very raw. So basically, you know, my, my persona on the podcast is basically me being the raw entrepreneur, you know, uh, the inner me, as you can say, that, you know, uh, people can't see on a, on a regular basis. But yeah, <laughs> thank you for asking that question because I didn't think anyone would notice. Oh, we I, did. And it's, su it. it's such a great play on words because when you say the raw entrepreneur, you can see raw as at first it was like, are you big into raw food? You know, it's all about raw food entrepreneur. And then the other side is raw. It's like who you really are. You pure 
Raw. raw that's you yeah. so yeah. that is really it's smart great yeah, yeah you came up all of that on your own you don't even need to have a big marketing budget marketing no i did to... everything on canva um you know the yeah. you know the font and everything the the whole art cover thing that was all me you know on a shoestring budget basically you know uh doing that and i I've actually had some friends asking me like you know what's that on your face is that too no no it's just clay because well i like to you know clean myself detox that's the only spa-like thing that I do on my on my body because I don't put makeup on besides the fact that I've got sensitive skin uh, but your coconut oil is something that I use on a daily basis by the way in fact yeah. I probably have to make another order soon because I'm, I'm going to do a care package soon so I'm going to see whether I can I can sneak in some some uh, an order from you at some point to, to put in some oils because I've seen you know how my animals they respond very well to your oils Honestly, that's why I said there's there's a difference between your coconut oil and even from the coconut oil from what I buy off the you know off the shelf here in the supermarket and it's supposedly cold pressed organic, but when mm -hmm. I can smell and I taste it, it's so different. Mm -hmm. You have a secret sauce recipe. I don't know what is it, but you know, if you say it's the, the high standards that you do, then really even in the organic cold press market, yeah. um, I have to say there's a lot of difference then. You know, there really is. Yeah, but you you did your family proud. I think your grandmama will be so proud of you. You know, she'll be so proud to, you know, to to see. Is she is she still around or has she? You know, is she still around or no? My grandmother. Yeah, my grandma, my grandma passed away already, and but um, my mom is my mom around. is still around. We have an older sister, just a year and a half older than us in the Philippines. She's running the business in the Philippines. So she wow. lives there. She lives in the Philippines. Yeah. All so, girls. All girls. All three girls. Yeah. yeah. She would have been here if it wasn't for COVID. She normally comes here during the summer. And then we go to the Philippines in January. January in the winter. Yeah, we take turns, but I'm not gonna go this year just because of lockdowns, yeah. Yeah, COVID. the traveling, the traveling. Yeah. To be in the, the quarantine. quarantine. <laughs> yeah. I can't exactly. be in the airplane for 16 hours with a mask. I'm like, oak. Yeah. yeah, but it's gonna be tough. But yeah, but yeah. So we have my um, sister over there, um, running the cocoa therapy side of it. And Austin. So that's and amazing. Austin. That's amazing. You know, uh, all girls team, uh, family run. You know, I mean, like that. That's the kind of story that everybody would love because it's especially for little girls. You know, yeah. um, growing up, they a lot of you'd be surprised. You know, even in today's society, um, you know, like. People still, you know, sometimes do place an emphasis more on the boys, you know, growing up, especially in Asia. If you're a yeah. boy, you know, yeah. grandma's yeah. special boy, you know, that, yeah. that, that kind of mentality. So having you guys as role models for little mm -hmm. girls in Asia, you know, like it's, it's so nice, you know, and yeah. to, see, to see what you've done and created and, and, and achieved in the U.S., um, it's just like, wow. But um, another question very quickly. Um, was your business um, affected by COVID-19? You know, initially it was just because when, it first, you know, when this whole lockdown happened, there's a lot of customers that did close their stores temporarily. And then the whole curbside pickup did affect us because if customers aren't walking into stores, they're not browsing. So the main priority was dog, dog food. food. So people would call in and order their dog food for curbside pickup and 
they're not necessarily buying treats or you know unless obviously the they oil is okay. the oil was okay and yeah chips, yeah. yeah because they if they needed it for some you know health benefit then that was fine so initially i think everybody felt the sting of covid you know from a manufacturing standpoint and, and supplies and you know that too things are coming in slower we, we go back ordered on a lot of things also bringing the oil from the philippines slow down slow down because of the transportation the ports the all ports inspections shut down everything slow yeah even the plants in the philippines they had to shut down or or be in very minimal workforce so yeah it really did affect us in the, in the beginning but then for the last few months i think it's really picked yeah. up probably even better, better than it was prior mm -hmm. so you know I, I maybe people are just tired and they just want to shop or i don't know what it is yeah. but a lot of stores are opening up i mean you can walk in with a mask yeah I so i think we're pretty much back to normal back if not to better normal. yeah better yeah. so like everything is a blessing we always say oh, that another thing lining. too because of covid a lot of people turn their attention to social media <laughs> everybody's oh, wow. on the that's right this was like crazy one never did Facebook lives. I think the very first one we did was back in March, maybe, or I don't know, just a mm -hmm. few months ago. And we thought, you know what? Everybody's home. Nobody's going to work. Everybody's now focusing. You know, they want to communicate with their family and friends yeah. they're on social media or they're yeah. watching TV. I don't know. So mm -hmm. this is our chance for us to connect with customers yeah. or, or people. That's what changed the most in COVID. It's all the Facebook interviews we've had, yeah. the Facebook lives, all that yeah. has changed dramatically. dramatically. I mean, we've been working for so long and suddenly this year alone, yeah. it's almost like, and like with you, it's almost like every few weeks we're being asked to be interviewed. Yeah. Tomorrow we're going to have another interview with Julianne, Julianne Lee. Lee. You might right. know her. With, with yeah, I, I did an interview with her recently as well. Yeah. It's, not, it's not yet out, but I interviewed her. Good, yeah. good friend. Again, she helped me with Violet in the beginning. So yes. I've known her for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Karen Becker. So the, the, the plus Judy. for COVID is, is just being out there and talking and going out of your comfort zone. Because believe me, interviews like this are not easy for us. We're like you, we're like you. We're very introverted. We're behind. I can't you know. tell. I can't tell. You guys carry yourself so well. I mean, like I, you, what you said about the social media thing and doing Facebook lives. I, I, now that you mention it, I realized that before COVID, you didn't really do a lot on online, you yeah. know, especially the lives. And I noticed that you know you started doing lives. Just when, yeah, visually, you know, we started to see you more frequently doing lives and and interviews. That's very, very true. Very, very true. Yeah. That's a blessing in disguise. It's a pushed silver us, lining. Yeah, it pushed us out of our comfort zone because it's still very awkward for us to do that. It's still very stressful when we have one. But, you know, we're like, well, you know, we might, like I said, we wing it a lot. Facebook lives are the worst because they're live. You can make a mistake and there's not. There's I, no I haven't done a Facebook live as a raw entrepreneur yet because I'm podcast. Uh, uh, focus, but the thing is, I I actually tried. I thought I was I was going to like okay, I'm going to do a Facebook live on my computer, and I realized for some reason Facebook doesn't talk to my to my Apple computer, and I realized oh you need 
it's like um, I was on Safari and it, and it doesn't do Safari apparently. So I, I don't know. It was just one of those things. And everyone saying, oh, you're going to use your iPhone or, or, or something to, to, to do it. And I'm like, okay, that's not very natural for me because I'm not always on my phone. I'm usually on my computer. So I realized, um, yeah, I haven't done a Facebook Live yet. You know, uh, I think that's probably one of my next challenges that I will have to to think about and push myself, you know, out of my comfort zone. But you guys, like I said, you're leading, you're leading the pack because you've already yeah. done it. You're doing it every, almost every other day. And I've seen your recipes as well that you share in your kitchen. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the, the mayonnaise, the mayo fail, it wouldn't fluff up. Like I said, anything happens on live because my blender broke and I'm like, maybe it didn't work. Like, Oh, a smaller one, but which, yeah. yeah, but like I said, we can't beat ourselves up. You know, you just go with the flow. I mean, but that's I what people love you. You see, because you guys are so authentic. You guys are just real. It's not. It's not. You know, a lot of times, a lot of companies and brands they're very superficial. It's very PR heavy. Yeah. You know, they're very conscious of of how they project themselves. Yes. But you know, with you, it's you know, um, doing your lives. It it shows the human side, the sisters, that the, you know, the fun side, why people love you so much. Because when I hear a lot of good things from other people, when, you know, when, when they mention your name, you know, they just love you so much. And when I see you on your lives and you do the little boo-boos, which I think are so awesome, you know, it brings out, it humanizes you. And you sort of say, ah, oh, that's why people love you. And I mean, doing this, this, this interview, for instance, I mean, like, you know, I can see why they all love you because, you know, you're, you're, you're so real, you're so genuine and it comes across, you know, and, and, you know, it's like, I mean, like, like I said, anyone who's out there listening to me in Singapore, Malaysia, you know, I would really love a distributor, you know, to take up cocoa therapy, please, because they're awesome. They're so nice. Talk to them nicely. I'm sure they'll cut you a good deal, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> the word of mouth is so powerful. And when, and everyone I've spoken to, coconut oil and cocoa therapy are like this synonymous. There's really, when everyone I've spoken to, they always say cocoa therapy. Wow. It's yeah. like when you say I mean, Xerox. When you say Xerox, like photocopying, they say Xerox. Yeah. When I talk to people, like our peers, they, they, everyone I've been, they always say coconut oil, cocoa therapy is one word. Oh my gosh. Even we don't know that. I guess we're doing something, right? You guys are <laughs> doing amazing. I mean, you might think that you're, you're still a small family-run business, but because of your ethics and that quality, because of the product that you create is so high standard, you know, and the fact that you guys have such a big heart and it shows because everyone I've spoken to, they love you, not just your brand, but they love you as a person. And they always tell me, you got to interview, like, I've got to talk to you too. Nate as well, you know, I got to talk to you too. Yeah. You know, it's like, so it's, it's, it's basically, you know, you are the brand. Yeah. You can change the name one day. You can change the name. You can sell the business but and start another one, but people will follow you. Not they won't follow Coco Therapy after that. They'll follow you. Because yeah. they trust you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I have not to say. Yeah, really. I'm I'm speechless. <laughs> and I'm rarely speechless. So <laughs> Thank you for listening to Coco Therapy Story. Look out for Cindy Dunson Quirk from Scouted Zoe's interview next week. Wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. 
Thank you, and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone. <laughs>